On this Monday, we're talking Word of Outlaws in California, Lucas Lay models, Wagner versus Macri, and more. Let's go. Today is Monday, March 21st, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. We lost a few of the races over the weekend to weather, including the Saturday shows for both the Outlaws and Lucas, but there was plenty of other racing that did get completed over the couple of days. Out in California on Friday night, the Word of Outlaws took on Merced Speedway for the first time since 2014. Brad Sweet sat on the pole and led the first 21 laps, but on a restart with 14 to go, six starting at Carson Macedo powered by on the high side and led the rest of the way for the victory. Sweet finished second, Gio Selzy was third, Tyler Courtney was fourth, and Spencer Basin completed the top five. I said on Friday that David Gravel's 36-point lead could be erased in a few nights, and it was nearly completely wiped out just on Friday. What was 36 is now 10 after Gravel had issues and ended up 15th on the night. He started fifth but was invo uh, involved in an incident and had to spend some time in the work area. It busted a 15-race top 10 streak, and Gravel was the last remaining driver with a top 10 in every race so far in 2022. He's now tied in top 10 finishes with Sweet and Sheldon Huddenshield. With the win, Macedo is now third in the standings behind Gravel and Sweet, with Sheldon fourth and James McFadden in fifth. Donnie Schatz has tumbled to eighth after getting involved in another incident. He's had three straight finishes now outside the top 10 after starting 2022 so strong. Elsewhere, it was a nice run for Sunshine. Tyler Courtney driving the Works Limited 57. He just continues to show that he belongs near the top of the sprint car heap. Also, another solid top five for Spencer Baston in his rookie year with CJB Motorsports. It didn't go great for him down in Florida, but he looks right at home right now in California, even though he's an Indiana driver. With Casey Kane, again, a no-show and Noah Gas missing features, Baston is the shoe-in right now for the Rookie of the Year award. When I talked about the World of Outlaws Championship before the season, some were mad that I didn't include Sheldon Huddenshield. I heard it again before this last weekend because I didn't talk Sheldon for win picks. Yes, I know he's already got two victories, but the problem for him is never about winning races. He can win any night out of the season. It's always about consistency. Average finish and consistency is what wins these World of Outlaws Championships, and Sheldon has not yet shown he can run top 10 and top 5 enough to really challenge guys like Sweet and Shots and Macedo and Gravel. If you aren't in the upper 80th percentile for top 10 percentage, you aren't going to win one of these titles. You just don't have a chance. Through the 8 races so far in 2022, Sheldon has 7 top 10s, but he's working way too hard for them right now. He leads the series in feature plus minus and races with a positive plus minus count, uh, but that's bad right now. That means he's starting further back in these races than is necessary. His average finish for the year is 7th, but he's starting nearly 13th. Both Gravel and Sweet are averaging about a 5th place start, just to give you some comparison. And it starts in qualifying for this team. Sheldon is averaging nearly a 12th place result in qualifying. That is worse than Brad Sweet and Jacob Allen and David Gravel and Craig Kinzer and Carson Macedo. Until they can start timing better and rolling up some more top 5 and top 10 finishes, we cannot seriously talk about that 17 team as a championship contender. The Saturday night show for the Outlaws at Ocean Speedway was lost to rain, so that means one more weekend of racing before the trek back east begins. The series takes on Bakersfield on Friday night this week and Paris on Saturday. 
And just like the Outlaws, Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series only got one race in out of two this weekend with Saturday's show at Brownstown lost to weather. On Sunday at Atomic, Devin Moran led the first lap from the pole and then it was all Jimmy Owens out front. Moran and Tyler Erb chased him throughout the race but couldn't get a pass completed. The win was Owens' second of the season with Lucas. Moran, Erb, Hudson O'Neill, and Brandon Shepard were the rest of the top five. The second place finish for Moran moves him into the series points lead over Brandon Shepard, but again, neither of those two guys will run full-time this season with Lucas, so the race for the championship right now starts at third. That place was previously held by Tim McCready, but his 11th place finish and a third for Tyler Erb sees Erb now third and McCready back to fourth. O'Neill and Ricky Thornton Jr. aren't far behind in fifth and sixth either. The second place finish for Moran was his 11th top 5 with Lucas in 2022 and his 13th top 10. He's finished 10th or better in all 13 races with the series so far, which makes him the only driver to do so. His average finish right now is an incredible 3.23. That 9 car has been on an absolute rail early in 2022, and I think Moran will be a threat wherever he goes all season long. Lucas goes quiet now for the next two weekends, returning to action on April 8th at Tyler County. Things over the next few weeks will be interesting in the late model world with big cash on the line at the Bristol Dirt Nationals, but the Outlaws are also going to be in action at Cherokee and Farmer City. Who will go where will certainly be interesting to watch. We know Chris Madden has already been lured away by the money, and we've been talking about guys like Jonathan Davenport, Owens, uh, and Brandon Overton. We know that Tim McCready will be at Bristol, as will Chris Ferguson. And I wonder with so many heavy hitters headed for Tennessee, will some call the audible and then go to South Carolina and Farmer City instead with the Outlaws? I kind of can't wait to find out here. We'll have a lot more on the late model weekend ahead later uh, uh, in the coming days. In the win picks department, the DirtTracker.com win prediction formula was 0 for 2 on the weekend. I actually went 1 for 2. The predictor had Sweet and McCready in the two races that did end up happening, and I had Macedo and Moran. So right now, the predictor is at 19% correct for the year, and I've improved to 16%. Definitely tough sledding out here, but it goes to show just how difficult it can be to correctly pick winners on a nightly basis in dirt racing. Up in Pennsylvania this weekend, we had some wild moments during the 410 sprint car feature at Port Royal on Sunday. Early in the race, Logan Wagner threw a slider at Anthony Macri in turns 3 and 4 to take the second position. Out of four, it was uh, a little dicey about whether or not that slider was actually going to clear Macri's 39. On exit, Macri went to dive load across him back over down the front straightaway, but the two were just too close. Macri tagged the rear bumper on uh, Wagner's car and sent him into the outside wall on the front stretch. I think both moves were maybe a little ill-advised, but Wagner ended up on the losing end of the deal. He got spun um, and then had to go all the way back to the work area. Wagner expected Macri to get on the binders to let him in, and Macri just didn't do that in this situation. So after that time in the work area and a new right rear tire, Wagner was able to rejoin the field, but we weren't done with this just yet. A few laps later, while trying to work his way back through the field, Wagner tangled with Justin Whittall and flipped in turn one. Under the subsequent red flag, Macri's 39 came to a stop just into turn one, and after Wagner got out of his wreck machine, he ran down to the 39 to show his displeasure for the earlier incident. It didn't look like any punches were thrown, but definitely words from Wagner to Macri. Macri, incredibly though, went on to win the feature over Brent Marks, and afterwards, he took blame for the incident with Wagner. He told Jeremy Elliott that he felt bad about what happened and that he didn't want to tear up someone else's car. 
From my perspective, I think it was just a racing deal. Macri wasn't trying to wreck the Zemco machine on purpose, and they certainly understand the anger and reaction on Wagner's side. There was definitely a better way to handle it from Logan's end, but again, I get it. What I don't get is Wagner's statement today on Twitter. I'm with him for the first two paragraphs. Standard stuff, equipment, team, respect, etc. But he loses me in the third graph. In it, he says, quote, I was raised to address bullying face-to-face -face and stand up for what I believe in, unquote. Regardless of who you think is to blame in this instance between these two drivers, Anthony Macri was not bullying Logan Wagner. Maybe next time, we just put Twitter down in these cases. Elsewhere in Central PA this weekend, Justin Peck was a winner at Williams Grove, and Brent Marks took the Saturday night feature at Lincoln. With the ASCS over the weekend, Wayne Johnson won the opener on Friday night over Blake Hahn and Sam Hayfertip Jr., and on Saturday night, it was all Seth Bergman. He led flag to flag to take the victory over Hayfertip and Tony Bruce Jr. After the opening nights, Bergman and Johnson lead the way too early point standings with the ASCS with Hayfertip, Hahn, and Dylan Westbrook completing the top five. The season continues this coming weekend at I-30 in Arkansas. In other weekend results, big shout out to Joseph Joyner and the Hunt the Front Squad. Joyner lost a right rear tire with two laps to go in the Southern All-Stars feature at Southern Raceway, but held on to win anyway. Greg Satterley and Colton Flinner were ULMS winners in Pennsylvania, and Ben Watkins, Cade Dillard, and Ricky Weiss were $5,000 winners at Lancaster, Cotton Bowl, and Boyd's. CJ Leary took down the No Way Out 40 at Paragon Speedway. Davey Franick and Derek Hagar were USCS winners. And Lachlan McHugh was the Saturday winner down under at Premier Speedway. The only thing on the streaming schedule today is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.